My first guest with me today is Mike Newton from Newton Ross. Mike's been a uh, financial advisor since uh, 2003. He's also got a background in institutional uh, funds management and the funds management side. Welcome, Mike, and th thanks for spending the time with us on, on our show today. Thanks, Rob. Um, Tommy, um, the working group which has been set up to um, set out the new rules for financial advisors going mm. forward, what's your take mm. on the makeup of the group? Uh, look, I think it's uh, I think it's very strong in some areas, but I think there's a couple of glaring weaknesses in there. So I guess there's two aspects. One is that the obviously the new working group is looking at a, the application of the existing code to all people providing regulated retail advice, mm. financial advice. So it's encompassing a much wider spectrum than the old one. So because it's just covering mortgages, insurance, insurance, as well as the investment side. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, whereas the old code was really just around uh, regulating authorised mm. financial advisors. So conceptually I think it's a great idea and so I'm all for it uh, and, I, and I certainly think it's, it's needed. But when you look at the terms of reference uh, for the working committee or working group, it covers some of the key things in there are, are trying to differentiate around the different types of advice. So you know, what's advice, what's product, mm. what's service um, and you know, and I th the biggest problem there is that the, the working group committee members really don't reflect the skill set that's required to deal with some of those issues. So there's no, of the makeup of the group, there's no practical experience in terms of people doing face-to-face -face advice in there, is there? Well, that's right. I mean, it's, it's obviously about regulating advice or setting up a code around advice. There's no actual financial advisors But how can, how can these guys set up a code when they don't actually know what people are doing in their day-to-day -day business? Well, I think some of them have very strong industry knowledge around product manufacturing mm -hmm. and distribution knowledge. And uh, you know, clearly people like Paul Mersey have you know, a lot of expertise mm. around taxation and, and sort of manufacturing of product mm. information. But in terms of actual experience around delivering advice to retail investors, or I just don't see anybody there that can actually do that. So, so do you think they'll actually be able to develop a code which is going to be workable for advisors? Well, I, they, they will probably develop a code, but whether it's practical is a, is a completely different issue. I mean, they can obviously go out there and obtain information, information and engage uh, financial advisors out there, but there's no one on the committee that's actually ever really practised. I mean, one person there is an AFA and I understand is practised overseas, but has no application for yeah. practising inside New Zealand. I think the other aspect of it, Phil, is that, um, and the thing that I find most extraordinary, is that there is no independent Mm. financial advisor represented on the committee, they are all product manufacturers. Yeah. So every single one of those organisations that's a fund manager on there or a bank or an insurance company, they they manufacture and sell yeah. product. So is this, this, is this more of a push to this big end of town taking control of the advice world? Well, when you read it, it certainly is. And when you look at the, I guess, response, industry response, yeah. uh, it looks very much as if the institutions have captured then into the market. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're basically controlling so, the regulations. So how worried should guys, you know, you guys are independent, you're AFAs, you're very clear on what you do. How worried should, should you know, that part of town be about where this is going? Um, we are very concerned. Mm. I mean, I, the fact that you actually don't have a, an advice practitioner on a working mm. group that's actually setting standards yeah. and competency levels and training levels for advisors uh, and defining what advice is, I think is extraordinary. Yeah. So what should advice, how, how should you know, the industry be looking at tackling this, you know, the independent guys? Can, can they still have a say, do you think? Or well, I mean, the, you, obviously we're allowed to make submissions yeah. and, the, and the group are obviously you know, capable of coming and talking to mm. us about our thoughts and views, so that's all very positive. 
but not to have someone sitting there and, and actually representing the independent advice part of yeah. the market and debating those issues and providing the sort of contention that's needed mm. in a working group like that, I just find extraordinary. Yeah. It's also extraordinary, isn't it, that you've got this whole new group and there's only one person from the existing code committee there, so there's no continuity. And I can understand that you know there's a wider terms of reference, and, but yeah. really those people had the experience of trying to develop a framework previously, why wouldn't you try and bring more of that expertise along with yeah. you? It I, seems I to be know. like, you know, throwing out the baby with the bathwater sort of well, thing. Well, I, I, I would have thought we would have seen greater representation or continuation yeah. of members. Yeah. I mean, we have one, which is good, but yeah. it would be nice to have a lot more. But that, that one person is from an institutional background and... Again, there's yeah. no, there's no yeah. practising uh, authorised financial advisors or there's just no independent yeah. advisors on and, 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 and so the other issue is this whole issue around the separation between sales and advice and, and how, how they deal with that. And, and now that you're, that you're going to have all these different um, products in their insurance and mortgages and stuff, yeah. that's going to be a pretty big issue for the committee, isn't it? Well, continuing point of confusion for the whole industry and for the regulators and the FMA is the mm -hmm. difference between what is service, what is product, yeah. um, and you know, what, are, what is advice. Mm. And what we're seeing at the moment is a, a, a committee that's represented by product manufacturers yeah. that do have industry experience. So, you know, they are selling their products to their clients mm. or mm. they have, they're not independent. Yeah. So uh, there's no independent advice yeah. provider yeah. actually yeah. on the committee. Look, it's yeah. quite a worry. Um, I, and, and, and I guess it means that people like you are going to be spending much more time doing more submissions to another, another group around regulation of our industry. And look, we're passionate about it. You know, we, we try and make submissions on, on you know, every new change. Mm. Um, and, and I think it's important that we do. But again, because we're a smaller organisation, you know, we only comprise eight people. How yeah. do we how do we afford the time and the energy and the expertise yeah. to, to actually have a say? Yeah. And so it's a lot easier for, uh, you know, the regulators, if you like, to, to go to the big end of town because yeah. they can make their people more yeah. easily available. Yeah. So, so, so there's nine members on the working group. They can go up to eleven. Uh, if they did that, who should they put on there? Oh, they should definitely put on some some practitioners. I think they should put on two independent financial advisors, mm -hmm. and at least one of those should be a certified mm -hmm. financial planner. If you're a CFP, you represent the sort of global recognition or pinnacle of being a, an advisor. That yeah. They set the standards in terms of competency, training, and ongoing education. Mm -hmm. So they they already do that and live that. Mm. So why on earth wouldn't you have an independent advisor yeah. that's also a certified financial planner represented on the committee? It just doesn't make sense. It's a bit of a no-brainer, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it feels to me like this is a bit of a club for the big end of town. You know, how worried should people be about that? Oh, I mean, that's, that's obviously a conclusion you can just draw by looking at the membership. Yeah. I mean, they're all, most of them are product manufacturers. You've got two consumer representatives and a couple of other people have got some association background and, in, mm, and mm. associated industry background, yeah. but the rest are all product manufacturers. Yeah, but it's but scary, yeah. Oh, it is, I think it's scary. I, I think it's there's a real risk that we miss an opportunity to really provide a sensible framework for advice in New Zealand, uh, and it's going to be very much driven by the manufacturers, and I think that's a poor outcome. Mm. Look, Mike, thanks very much for joining us on this episode of uh, Good Returns TV, and uh, thank you very much for making the time to come along today. No, that's, that's fine. Thanks, yeah. Phil. Cheers. Excellent. Thank you.